Greetings and welcome to another enlightening episode of Yashoda Health Podcast. I'm your host Dr. Lakshmi and today we are turning our focus to a crucial aspect of women's health that is screening and early intervention for cervical cancer. Joining us is the esteemed Dr. M Sunita, senior consultant radiation oncologist and clinical director at Yashoda Hospitals Hitech City. Dr. Sunita, it's a pleasure to have you with us. Hi. So in spite of global falling trends of cervical cancer, it is still a major health care challenge especially what we are seeing in our country so to begin with what exactly is cervical cancer and what is the burden of this cancer in our country doctor cervical cancer is the second most common cancer among our indian women and the first most common will be the breast cancer so what is cervical cancer this is a cancerous growth which happens at the cervix which is in the lowermost part of the uterus so the uterus is a conical pear shaped structure and in this you have the lower most part of the uterus that will be the cervix so this is a cancer which happens in the cervix and normal risk factors like uh, uh, it's usually a cancer which happens because of a virus infection so hpv virus is the most common virus which is associated with this infection i mean with this cancer and 80 to 90% of the times cervical cancer is related to hpv virus infection so how does this cause cancer is something which we need to understand whenever the mucosa is intact will not have any problem but when the mucosa starts uh, having some minute abrasions or something like that in that position what happens is the virus will have a access into the cervix so uh, as long as the patient's body immunity is good and uh, 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 there are no other risk factors like uh, alcohol or smoking in those cases all this virus even if it enters into the body it will be killed by the human body immunity system but once the virus cells gets an access into the cervix then they continuously rapidly multiply and then that will cause the cancerous mass in the cervix So this being the second most common especially in our country. So is there any particular age group which are affected more and what are the symptoms that one should look out for doctor? Normally like uh, uh, 20 25 years back we used to see these patients at a very elderly age around uh, 60 years 70 years that was the most common age group what we used to see in the previous years. But now recently what uh, we have seen is like uh, um the patients are presenting even at an younger age like 30s and 40s also so the most common first symptom for these patients will be a postcoital vaginal bleeding that is immediately after the sexual intercourse these patients will have a minute bleeding that is the first symptom so as days prolong and as the stage of the disease progresses these patients will have a, a continuous bleeding per vaginum and then other common symptoms will be the white discharge per uh, vaginum and then uh, the late symptoms will be like back pain and uh, cough or sometimes uh, uh, even jaundice also can happen in a very late stage if at all the disease spreads to the liver but normally ble- uh, bleeding per vaginum and white discharge these are the two most common symptoms for cervical cancer so what are some potential risk factors which are associated with this cancer doctor So as I told you HPV virus is the most common virus which is associated with this cancer the next uh, other uh, risk factors would be the uh, tobacco chewing then uh, this 
cigarette smoking, alcohol, multiple pregnancies, because my, I'm a sexually active female. So what happens is, in these women, there will be uh, chances of repeated aberrations to the cervix and the uh, virus can have a easy access into the body. So as with any cancer, early detection is the key. So could you emphasize on the importance of screening tests for cervical cancer, doctor? Uh, yes. Um, fortunately, cervical cancer is the cancer where you have a high latency period. Means that once the body, I mean the virus enters into the body, it takes almost all 15 to 20 years for this virus to develop into the cancer and also produce the symptoms. So we have such a long time with us. So it is always preferential and it is always uh, better to get a regular screening tests like pap smear or HPV virus uh, detection test. These are the tests which will help us in early detection of the cancer. So uh, if you see the guidelines, it is recommended that after 21 years of age, it is required for us to get a regular pap smear at every 2 to 3 years interval. But See, for our, our I mean, um, busy schedules and all, we often tend to forget these things and we never get it done. In fact, being an oncologist, we also don't go for such a regular screening test. So, it, WHO has come up with a, a, a better alternative, okay, a safer alternative. If at all you are not, I mean, at high risk for these problems, for this uh, cervical cancer, in that case, what you can do is, you can go for a, at least five years, every five years if you can go for it, maybe starting at 30 or 35 years of age. And then after that, second, maybe around 40 years of age and then after 45 years of age. So every five years is also a, uh, a safer alternative if you are not going for a regular. But uh, you have to do it. Otherwise, there is no way that you can identify this disease as early as possible. So cervical cancer is completely curable cancer if detected at an early stage. So once diagnosed doctor, what are the various treatment options which are available for the patient? Suppose you are coming at a stage 1 disease. What is stage 1? Where the disease is limited only to the cervix. In these cases, in these stages, it is like only surgery should be more than enough for these patients if you are doing at a very early stage. Suppose there is always a chance that because we are seeing these uh, young women where uh, uh, even in 20s and 30s also, 30s also we are seeing these patients. In those cases, you can even go for a trachelectomy. Trachelectomy is a, a kind of surgery where the cervix, uterus, everything will be preserved and only part of the cervix will be. So the reason for doing these uh, minimally invasive surgeries or minimally organ preserving uh, surgeries is that we don't want the patient to lose the fertility. That is the uh, kind of treatment what we offer when we see these patients at an early stage. But because of a lack of awareness or because of their family pressures or whatever it is, some patients, they come to us in stage two, three and four. So in these cases, it is very difficult for us to treat these patients with surgery. So what we do is we give chemotherapy and radiotherapy, which is the treatment of choice. So being a radiation oncologist, like I come across many patients who come with all uh, multiple pro I mean, questions and uh, fears in their mind saying that uh, is radiation safe? Does it uh, feel like a shock treatment or and those kinds of uh, fears are always there with the patient.
So what I tell you is we have lot of lot of uh, recent advances in the field of radiation therapy or medical oncology or surgical oncology all this. So as far as radiation is concerned, the radiation is not at all a pain. I mean, it's it's not a painful uh, treatment. It's very safe. Patient will not even know that something is happening in their body or it's not like that shock kind of treatment. All those machines are gone now. What we have is the high-end machines where, in fact, we do the daily adaptive therapy also. Here, what we have in our hospital is the MRLINAC. So, advantage of doing an adaptive therapy is because the organs keep on moving within the body. In those conditions, it is always preferable to do a adaptive kind of uh, treatment where we contour all the structures, okay? We uh, try to map all these normal structures and try to plan our radiation in such a way that the tumor will get maximum uh, uh, tumor dose and maximum uh, coverage with the radiation by the and at the same time avoiding radiation to the normal structures. This is the kind of advanced uh, uh, treatment what we do. And MR-LINAC is comparatively safer than a CT-based uh, adaptive therapy. So it is a conformal treatment what we are able to achieve with these recent advances. So adaptive therapy is the latest technology where the radiation is delivered to the tumor, avoiding the normal surrounding tissues and resulting in less toxicity. So talking about fears, doctor, I'm sure there are a lot of myths surrounding cervical cancer. So would you like to clear a few of them? After first two fractions, they will get adjusted to the radiation. They will have, a, I mean, whatever that fear is there, that it's a kind of electric shock or whatever uh, kind of uh, problem which is going to happen to them. Like, they'll be happy after uh, first two days. But there is always a fear for them that the brachytherapy, because cervical cancer, we have to combine both external radiation and also internal radiation. Internal radiation is like where we have to insert the uh, radioactive uh, sources within the cervix itself, directly into the cervix. So there is always a fear that this is going to be a very painful thing and it has been painful. There is nothing uh, I mean, uh, that we have to uh, hide from the patients. It has, I mean, it was painful in the previous days. But now what we do is for the brachytherapy, we treat these patients directly under anesthesia. After external radiation, the major part of treatment for cervical cancer is brachytherapy. 50% of the cure will happen with external radiation, but 50% of the treatment will depend on doing a good brachytherapy. It's not a painful treatment and also it is like uh, it, it will reduce a lot of side effects to the normal structures also because you are doing with MR brachytherapy there, okay? So that is also one recent advance. I think uh, patients should be aware of it and please ask for uh, those kinds of uh, recent advances if it is possible for you. So before we wrap this episode, doctor, what message you would like to share with our audience out there on cervical cancer? Prevention is always better than cure. Go for regular pap smears. This will prevent you from happening of this uh, cervical cancer in your body. And then the next thing is, even if cancer is there within your body, it can be curable if you are getting a proper treatment. Do not get panicked by this cancer. We have all the kind of recent advances which can help you in reducing this burden on, your, on you and your family also. So a heartfelt thank you to Dr. Sunita for sharing her expertise on cervical cancer 
Your insights have been valuable. Thank you. And to our listeners, remember that proactive healthcare decisions can make a world of difference. Stay informed, prioritize your health and encourage the women in your life to do the same. We'll be back soon with more insightful health discussions. Until then, take care and stay healthy. Thank you.